Hey everyone and welcome to Age of Reason. I'm JC. Uh, today I'm going to talk about a topic which a lot of people are wondering about and this is uh, what can I do personally about climate change? It seems to me that people always ask this question um, but they also say okay we always hear about climate change but tell us what we can do about it and uh, if you watch my shows then you'd know that pretty much every show I do I do provide some kind of solutions to the problems out there in my commentary so that's what I would do today uh, I just first of all want to apologize uh, usually the slides I use on my computer are very very small to read so sometimes I can make a mistake uh, sometimes people point it out but this is because it's really really small on my screen so I do apologize for that but that's the way technology goes here so first of all I just want to do a recap of what I did on last show very quickly so this in a nutshell, what you see here is the scientific method, okay? So we start by asking a question, we do background research, we construct a hypothesis, we test it with an experiment. Is the procedure working or not? If it's, if it's working, you analyze the data and you draw conclusions from that. Then you result, your result aligns with the hypothesis, great. Then you com communicate the results finally. So you don't start here, okay? You start way up there and it's a very thorough procedure that guides you all the way down here. So of course this can still be wrong, okay? But at least you went through the effort. So today, we're, uh, this is an article from Yale Climate Connections, Climate Connections, which is a great website for climate uh, information. And uh, it asks the question, what can I re realistically do about climate change? So here we have a picture. Uh, there are three pictures here. So here, this task feels too big. So you have, you know, pollution, and like nuclear waste, actually, and then a bunch of like garbage here. So for one person to clean up all this mess, it does feel like too much. In this picture here, this task feels too small. So you're just recycling some kind of, you know, paper or a bottle. It, it seems like you're doing something, but it really feels too small. And uh, putting solar panels on the roof, it this is a task just feels just right. Okay, so we have to kind of be conscious of what is too big for us and what is too small. What can we actually physically uh, do and what we physically can't do because some things are kind of impossible on a personal level. So uh, it starts with an op-ed. There's an op-ed and there's an answer to that. So this person says, I was born in 1988. I was born in 1983, not that far away, which apparently makes me an older millennial. My question is, what changes can I make and realistically recommend to contribute to fighting climate change? I already vote conscientiously. I've moved closer to my office, reducing my commute time. I can't afford a new electric car. I don't own my own home where I can install solar panels. I'm largely vegetarian. I recycle and compost dutifully. I feel like I do most of the things that are supposed to be helping, but short of giving up the game, I've made since surviving the Great Recession, along with the rest of my cohort, and uh, chaining myself to a pipeline, I didn't feel I can make a difference. What can a young professional in Seattle do to stop desertification in Sub-Saharan Africa? Well, first of all, thank you for thinking about Sub-Saharan Africa. Because trust me, in America, most Americans, and I said that on a previous show, you know, you have some fishermen or a, you know, fisherman or a farm person in, in Vanuatu, 
uh, I really highly doubt that people in America are concerned about that person over there or, you know, some kind of other Pacific Island nation or, you know, that the Maldives is sinking. Uh, for uh, average American, I think it's who cares? But yeah, so uh, first of all, thank you for th uh, thinking about that. A lot of people don't even think that far. So, but it's a good question though. And it will be answered later. So again, this is a, a different person now writing here. Uh, so uh, dating, uh, my personal experience dating back to over a decade, progressive climate change champions have no problem describing the scientific trends uh, regarding climate change. But when I shift the conversation to what their and my personal response to the crisis would be, there is a deafening silence followed by a condemnation of political leadership. This trend was repeated twice for me this week, most recently with a dinner, when I asked my beloved family how climate concerns had impacted their personal decisions regarding personal retirement investments, travel decisions, personal expenditures, etc. These concerns were diverted as insignificant. Are they? I feel that I too have failed to develop a personal plan, uh, action plan to address climate issues. What is the responsibility of, of the individual beyond political action? What can, where can I find guidance on wisdom on this issue? Well, first of all, on my page, for example, because I feel like I provide a lot of information, but it's true that even on, from me, uh, I do provide a lot of information on the topic, but I also feel like I do, could do a lot more on the issue and I don't. So yeah, I feel a little bit guilty as well. So this is now we go into the response to those two messages, to those two mails. I confess that I do have procrastinated in answering your messages. They arrived in my inbox. Okay, that's not very important. Uh, the, the, the reason is because your questions are difficult to answer. I always say that climate change is not easy, okay? It's a, it's a complicated like umbrella term issue and uh, there's a lot of answers and there's no one size fits all solution. Uh, in the past, when I give it public talks, I've advised audiences to consider the limitations of individual action. Like your friends and relatives wandering New England, I've argued that reducing heat trapping carbon pollution at the scale and speed that experts tell us is necessary requires a society-wide change. And this is very important. So yeah, as an individual, you have your responsibility. But if we're talking about the long game here, you have to tackle you know, the kind of big corporations out there who put out most of the pollution in the world. Changes at that scale are a work of governments and corporations, not individuals. I've never been satisfied with this answer though. It doesn't give people much to work with. What are you, a regular person, supposed to do if your government leaders and corporate titans don't act in time to avert widespread suffering? Uh, the COVID-19 pandemic illuminates that problem too well. Unless you're a high-ranking government official, you don't have the power to issue, let's say, a shelter-in-place order, or for example. Uh, nor may you coordinate or purchase medical supplies across state lines, because that requires factories to produce testing supplies and hand out uh, checks to citizens. You, as an individual, you don't have power, any power over that, any control over that. This is all decided by, because we basically have a system where we elect officials. We don't want to do the thinking. So we choose people who are supposed to do the thinking for us. And then hopefully they don't screw up too bad and they align with our political views. And of course, in the US, we see that it's not happening at all. Or not, not often enough, I should say. Uh, but wait, there is some 
positive here, okay? So yet in the past, positive months have shown that people like you and me have an absolutely gobsmackingly critical role to play in confronting a crisis. Most of us are staying at home if our jobs and family situations make that possible. Uh, but again, I talked about that in the US. The problem is in most cases, this is not possible because the people who make a, a low income, uh, they have to return to job to, to work as soon as possible because they are now considered the essentials. So back then they were not the essentials. You know, a person who works at a supermarket, like who cares? A cashier somewhere, who cares? This is not essential. You know, if you disappear tomorrow, who cares? And now suddenly they're the essential workers. Funny how it works. Uh, trying to remain at least six feet apart from each other when human interaction is unavoidable. Wearing cloth, cloth masks and washing our hands. It is isolating, frightened work, but billions of us are participating in this breathtaking moment of global solidarity. We can't control the disease without it. Yeah, that's absolutely true. But in the States, again, people don't care. Look, there is a reason why in America right now we have about 1.3 million infections. There is a reason for that, okay? This is not... Look, you can blame Trump all you want, but at the end of the day, the responsibility ends with the people. And the people did not take precautions. They, did, they didn't look at, let's say, for example, Asia. That's what I said on my last show. And, ooh, people are, you know, everybody's wearing a mask. Everybody's distancing. Maybe I should start doing that. But nope, they didn't think like that. They think they're invincible. So that's not going to reach us. It's a faraway problem. It's a Chinese problem. It's never going to come here. It's not going to come and ravage our country. That's basically, that was the mentality. I don't know about you, but my social media feeds are full of women and men organizing mask sueathons. Uh, my neighbors are sharing extra pa toilet paper rolls, tomato seedings, and soup with each other. We're swapping tips on how to lovingly bully our friends or uh, family members into staying at home. Yeah, I do that too, actually. Guilty. A restaurant owner in my town even organized local restaurateurs and farmers to offer a three times a week drive through where residents can have meals and fresh produce loaded into their trunks. Well, that's true. And that depends on the social media you're in. You know, they say here, uh, this is full of people who are helping. Well, my feed is like, you can hear a pin drop, okay? There's no action whatsoever. I have like over 200 friends, quote unquote, and I see very little action. It's just the same people all the time, like five or five people or so. You, you can see the tumbleweed flying by, literally. In other words, we're finding a middle path. We're caring for one another, not just through our individual behavior, but at a community scale. The same applies to the problem of climate change. Turn your gaze away from your own household towards uh, your neighborhood, school, workplace, or place of worship. Seek out others in your community who are also worried about climate change. You're likely to discover an existing group or organization that will welcome your help. Uh, that's what I said on the last show, you know, stop thinking about this kind of box. Like I live in my apartment and my apartment is the law of the land, you know? No, it's not like that at all. There is a world out there, it's moving on and uh, we're part of a society. So yeah, there's kind of this thing called the butterfly effect too. I could go into it, but it's not really relevant here. Your work might look like organizing a solar installation at your church, uh, talking with your neighbors about a disaster safety plan, providing legal support for people, practicing civil dis disobedience, uh, writing letters to the editor, lobbying your member of Congress, speaking at a utility board meeting, participating in digital protest, or one day again when it's safe, holding a sign-in 
at an in-person rally. So here you have a list of answers. So when people say, you know, what can I do about climate change? Well, here you go. And I'm sure, okay, I'm absolutely certain that like 90% of people are not interested in doing any of that. Okay. They just want to like stay at home and nobody bother me. I just want to watch my Netflix. Nobody bother me. As author Max Brooks said of COVID-19 pandemic on a recent CBS Monday, uh, Sunday morning, a new segment, in times of crisis, everyone has a part to play. You cannot just live your life for you. You are part of a whole. You're part of a community and you must do your part. I absolutely agree with that. Yep. So what I did here, just to finish the show, what I did is I thought about this problem also. So what can people do? So again, I already, you know, read out certain answers here. But realistically, what I did is I proposed an acronym, and that acronym is easy to remember, PRICE. And unlike the prices in reality, which, you know, we have to pay something, not here, not, not entirely anyway. This is a easy to remember. So what does it stand for? Well, the P stands for panels, solar panels. Solar panels are the future. I know that there is a counter-argument here that, ooh, if you make solar, solar panels, the whole process it takes to create them is actually more devastating in in total than like let's say a coal power plant but that argument is not true okay so you can again you can look it up on the internet there is evidence that shows that is not true even in kind of the worst possible conditions you still save about a good year of emissions so it's not nothing okay it's still an advantage the r stands here for recycling so recycling again very important a lot of people don't do that i live in japan and there's this kind of myth here in japan that you know japan recycles everything and this is again not true at all i've looked it up the recycle rates in japan are only 20 percent so only 20 percent of what everybody thinks here all of that's getting recycled nope not at all only 20 percent even Germany, Germany is actually very far ahead compared to other nations, but even Germany is about like 60%, okay? So, so we're still very far away from 100%. Uh, so yes, recycling is very important. Please recycle. This one is a point that often gets kind of forgotten and missed. Uh, informed. You have to be informed. Again, stop thinking that the U.S. is the only country in the world you know, open the blinders, look around. There are other countries, there are people in other countries doing something. Uh, look at what they're doing, you know, learn from their experience because often what they do is, you know, instructional. Like I said, like in Asia, everybody quickly wore a mask and started practicing social distancing. Learn from that. The C stands for community. And this is what the article above said before. So again, you're, you're not like, you're not living in a void, okay? You live in this, in a society. So I know like, like there's libertarians out there, there's anarchists out there. They, they really don't believe in this concept for some reason, even though they themselves in life, I'm sure they have vastly profited from community. They, you know, they probably went to school that was paid by taxes. They traveled on roads that were paid by taxes. They probably went to, uh, you know, they might have, called a police officer at some time or a firefighter that is paid by taxes. So it's kind of funny. They oppose it and yet they profit from that. Very odd how that works. But yes, you're not part of a void. You're part of a, part of a whole. 
So talk to the people in your community, you know, talk to your, if you live in a building apartment, you may have a kind of committee there that makes decisions. So talk to them, propose ideas. So tell them about solar panels, etc. Dialogue is very important. And finally, and this, this is last but not least, electric. Look, uh, try to switch your vehicle, especially if it's a dirty vehicle from like, let's say the 80s in particular, or even older. Uh, you, know, you know, try to switch for electric. But again, I understand the argument here. Some people say, well, okay, look at Tesla, for example. Tesla is a great car, yes, but it's like super, super expensive. I agree. Tesla is not in reach for most people, but there are alternatives. I mean, we have a, I have a Toyota here. Uh, it, it basically costs, you know, a fraction of what the Tesla costs. So, and, and the savings on it are fantastic, by the way. I mean, really good. I mean, we have to charge it maybe once a month. And okay, it's true. We don't travel that, that huge distance, but still, look, all of that matters. So here you have a, an acronym to remember. Price, very easy to remember. So anyway. Look, I hope today helped you to kind of visualize a little bit the solutions and what you can do. If you have any kind of questions, then feel free to post them in the comments section. Maybe you have some, some out of the box things. Uh, in fact, I, I have a few more here that I wrote down and this is, you know, things that, like, like light, light bulbs, for example, or efficiency, uh, you know, energy efficient devices. When I lived in China, when I worked there, uh, I had an air conditioner on the wall and the air conditioners there have a scale. Uh, I think it goes from one to five, five being like the most polluting, you know, thing out there. And mine was a five. So I really, really didn't like to use it. I had to use it. Unfortunately, I tried to actually ask my company to change it, but they said, no, we can't do that. But that's a shame. But yes, if energy efficient devices, they do matter. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, vote conscientiously. Uh, carpool on, or bike to work, that's all important, of course. Uh, you know, try to limit emissions as much as possible. But, but in the bigger picture, the big change has to come not from individuals, but from the corporations who pollute out there. So how can we fight that? Well, we could boycott certain companies. Like, you know, if they continue on a very dirty path, like in China, Chinese companies do that. Uh, boycott them boycott is pretty effective if a lot of people do that if one person does it it's not not going to make a dent but if many people jump into that yeah it's going to make a dent uh anyway so you have to tackle the industry at one point or another and it has to happen soon because again we don't have a lot of time when it comes to climate change the the effects are becoming disastrous very rapidly uh, anyway i think i said a lot today uh so thank you very much for watching uh, again, if you have any questions, just drop them in the comments. I will try to get to them as soon as possible. And uh, I will see you next time. Bye-bye.